even though we're not meeting in person tonight, I did want to take a brief moment to give a study. And it's a kind of a continuation as to what we've looked at over the past few weeks, looking at Luke chapter 2, verse 10. When we hear about the angels appearing to the shepherds and it says, do not be afraid for I am bringing you. And we talked about how the angels were bringing good news of great joy for all the people. What we didn't jump into was what is this good news? What is it that's bringing great joy for all people? What is the message? What is the message that we, even as disciples, are called to go forth and share? And the message that we hear in Luke chapter 2, verse 11, is that to, unto you as a child is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, the Messiah, the Lord. So this is the message that we are called to go forth and share. This is the good news of great joy for all people that we're called as Christians to go out and proclaim. But here's a proposition, a question for you. What if someone followed you around for a week? Every minute of every day, what would they think about you? What would they see in your character? Aristotle is quoted as saying that character is what is that which is revealed, which reveals your moral purpose, exposing the class of things a man chooses and avoids. And that's a lot, that's a fancy way of saying what we're really going to dive into. But if core, if character reveals our moral purpose, that thing that drives us, but then how is your character truly revealed? You see, true character can easily be hidden. I mean, even when we think about our lives, how many people actually know the real you? Not the one, not those people that know you well enough to say hi in the grocery store or in class, but, but the people that know the real authentic you, the deep, those things that go down on deep down inside that truly know you. And I think if you were to be honest about that, the answer is probably not too many. And this is because we're very careful about who we portray our true selves to. But our true character can be something completely different. We, we can portray an image to people, but true character is something completely different. Um, I I've heard it said that true character is what we do when we think no one else is looking. And, and true character is truly revealed in those moments when our beliefs and self-interest collide. When, when, put in, when we have to put aside either our beliefs because something becomes much more convenient. When, when we find out that we can either follow what we believe or we can follow what we want or what's easy. But before, and this is, it's in those moments of do we follow our belief or our own personal self-interest that we start to realize the, uh, the, and answer the question, are we a hypocrite? Or a herald. But before we even dive into that, we need to look at just a little bit of background, a little bit of history for uh, the, the term hypocrite. In ancient Greece, people could would fill up the amphitheaters, they'd go to see the plays that would happen, and the performers would wear masks depicting exaggerated facial expressions, and they would help to describe the mood of the character. So the mask would portray the mood that the character was supposed to have. 
and the performers would choose the, ma the appropriate mask for the appropriate scene and act accordingly. And the name of these performers in the Greek was, you guessed it, hypocrites. A hypocrite in ancient Greece was someone who intentionally tried to deceive others, pretending to be something they were not. And that's exactly where we get our term hypocrite. Now, of course, the Greeks didn't invent hypocrisy. They just gave it the name. And hypocrisy has always been around, even since God's people. And we hear in Mark chapter 7, verses 6 and 7, these words that said, He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you, you hypocrites, as it is written, this, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts and doctrine. This is that idea of like, it's great to speak a good game, but what does your life live out? It, it, it is great to go to worship, but if all we're spewing is what we have been taught by humans, we have no right relationship with God, and we're not really living out of that relationship with God, if we're not really living out what God has called us to do and, and what God desires for us, what good are we doing? Maybe you find yourself relating this, somebody that puts on that Christian mask. Maybe it's to keep your parents happy or your wife or your husband or your family happy. Maybe you're hoping that you even maybe fool God too. But with your real deep friends, you become someone else. That true self comes out. Or maybe you feel like you're always wearing a mask and you don't allow anyone to see the real you because you're ashamed of who the real you is. And God's, But God sees through our mask to the core of our hearts and he knows us even better than we know ourselves. On the opposite side of the coin from a hypocrite, we have the term herald. And the herald comes from that medieval time where they were initially the, those guys who organized jousting tournaments. They um, had to be able to identify the different knights that would come and they would differentiate themselves. Knights decorated their armor with unique designs that came from known as their coat of arms. And, and, they would and it would be the way that they would recognize the kingdom that that knight served. And heralds became experts in identifying knights by their arms. And the knights wishing to assume arms would consult them to make sure that the idea didn't already have a conflicting design. And by the 14th century, the lords began hiring their own private heralds who added to the lord's prestige by announcing his name, title, and boast as he entered the tournament field. And it became fashionable for the lords to have their heralds wear the lord's coat of arms. Putting it simply, the herald represented his lord. He wore his, his coat of arms, proclaiming his deeds and works to the masses. And also interesting is that the heralds were usually of, weren't usually of noble class, but the, the stature came entirely from the lord they represented. They represented the kingdom, and that's what gave them their stature. Scripture is full of heralds. Whether it's in the Old Testament prophets where heralds of God, where they were proclaiming God and his covenant, or in John the Baptist case, where he is a herald for Jesus Christ, as we hear in Luke 3.16, where it says, 
these words. I baptize you with water, but the one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy un to untie the, th the thong of his sandals, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Or maybe you need to look and hear what Jesus says about himself in Luke 4.43, where he says to them, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. Or Paul in 1 Timothy 2.7, where he says, for this I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I'm telling you the truth. I am not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and in truth. And see, we, like Paul, we're called to be heralds of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, so how do we do that? How do we become less like hypocrites and more like heralds? I, I'm a firm believer that sadly, we many people proclaiming the name of Christian have done way have done far more damage to the gospel and to ourselves trying to be something that we're simply not. So my, my first challenge for you would be to get off of the pedestal. Um, sometimes we feel like we, to call ourselves Christians that we have to portray ourselves as this perfect, happy, go lucky, everything's perfect. I've got it all figured out, all put together person or else we're doing it wrong. But the reality is, is we don't because we, we serve a perfect God. We are not perfect. We're not expected to be. We're called to elevate God, not ourselves. So we need to get off of the pedestal. Or as 1 Peter 5, verses 6 through 7 says, Humble ourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that the prop at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. And the second word of wisdom I'll give you is, uh, to continue to strive for God and struggle towards God. I, I'm reminded of doing the YV Warrior Dash, and that's kind of what it's like to, to strive sometimes for God. It, it's going to be hard and messy. It's stressful, and ex, but and it's exhausting. And, and succeeding in the Warrior Dash isn't about never falling down or never getting stuck, but it's about striving toward the finish line no matter what. And this is what we're called to do in our relationship with God. That when we fail, we get up. When we make mistakes, we admit it, we correct it, and we move on. When we need help, the church and its people will be there for you. And, and, and I, even as I say that, I, I want to remind those other people to also remember this when others come to you needing help. Because I think some people will hear that and go, yeah, the church doesn't do that. But, we all, but all we can do is hold ourselves accountable. So when others come to us, are we there to be there for them? Or as James 1, 20, two, verses 2, and four, 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So maybe you feel like you're not qualified to be a herald. That wearing a mask is the only shot that you've ever had of being acceptable to God. And, and I'm reminded of a story. I want to close with this story from Mike Iaconelli. And he tells this story in his book, Dangerous Wonder, where there's this great pianist 
and he got has this concert in New York and it's been sold out for months. And on the night of the concert, there's this mother who shows up with her nine-year-old child and it's a black tie affair. And so trying to get the child into a tuxedo was a hard enough thing, but they go and they sit and every five minutes, as you can imagine, the child is getting restless and impatient saying, I've got to go to the bathroom. And finally, the mother exacerbated, grabs her child and says, just sit down and be quiet. And, we'll, and it'll all start in just a few minutes and then we can go home. And the mother thinking she made her point a few minutes later turns around and sees her child shimming down the aisle, walking towards the stage. And on the stage, there was this, this Steinway piano that the pianist was going to play. And, and the child walks up and the mother is mortified. She sees what's happening. She screams, get back here. And the child, terrified, continues to go and gets on the stage, starts playing the piano and begins to play chopsticks. And you can imagine what's going on with the people in the audience as they say, get that kid off the stage. We're not here to see him. What is he doing? And, and as this happens, the world-class pianist hears it. He walks out, he sees the child playing. And he comes up behind the child and he says, don't stop, keep playing, you're doing great. And while the boy continued to play, the great pianist put his arms around the boy and began to play a concerto based on the tune of Chopsticks. And while the two played, the pianist continued to whisper to the boy, don't stop, keep playing. Well, yes, our efforts to follow God may seem futile at times. We may feel like we're not getting anywhere. We may feel like our failure prevents us from making any impact for God. The key isn't to be perfect. The key is to continue to strive towards God, growing, changing along the way, and letting those around us see God at work in the midst of all of it. As Giaconelli went on to say, one day we shall all be gathered in the great concert hall of God, and we will hear the glorious beauty of the concerto that God was playing while you and I plunked out our childlike version of chopsticks. One day, and hopefully today, we will be able to proclaim that the best of all is God is with us.